worry. It's all too easy to worry, isn't it? Anxiety is a fact of life, and the more responsibilities you have, the more you can worry. The more obligations you have, the more you can be anxious. Your life, your health, your work, your family, your kids, your friends, worry. All those things are possibilities for worry. Join us today in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, as Jesus talks about worry. Now, if you've got your sermon outline, I entitled this sermon, Financial Concerns When Life Turns Upside Down. But frankly, I should have really titled it, Worry When Life Turns Upside Down. We're talking about facing the anxieties of COVID-19 and all the concerns that go along with it. And if you read the entire chapter of Matthew chapter 6, you see the passages of Scripture immediately preceding our key text today, verses 19 through 24, is about money. Money and worry are so often tied together. But what you see in our key passage today, verses 25 through 34, is this idea of worry. Do not worry. Do not be anxious, your Bible might say. And three times in this passage, Jesus repeats that in verse 25, verse 31, and verse 34. And so I want us to focus on that idea. The financial concerns amidst COVID-19 are understandable. Worry amidst COVID-19 is understandable. But the Bible tells us, and this is on your outline, that worry is sin for five reasons. We're going to see those five reasons in our text and also what Jesus says to do about that. So if you have your Bible with you, would you open it and read with me? And I'm reading the NIV and the 84 version, Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See the lilies of the field? Grow, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith! So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let's pray together. God, our Father, as we've opened your word, we pray as always that you open our minds to understand that we would hear clearly from you. We thank you, Father, that you've given us the Holy Spirit to help us. And we pray now that we learn and that we change to be more like Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. One commentator, R.H. Mounts, says worry 
is practical atheism. It's an affront to God. Jesus, herein and throughout the Gospels, gives us good reasons to agree with Mounts that worry not only is practical atheism, but it's a sin. And in this passage of Scripture, we see five reasons why worry is sinful. And the first one is there in verse 25, and that is that it is unreasonable. It is unreasonable. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty good at being unreasonable. I can come up with all my own reasons that really aren't too reasonable to do anything I want to do and ignore anything else that seems reasonable to everybody else. I'm smart enough to be dangerous is what I used to say, and I could probably still say about myself. But what does Jesus say here? He says, do not be anxious or do not worry about your life. Your life there is a comprehensive term. It means everything and all means all. And Jesus is saying, don't worry about anything. John MacArthur says that worry is the sin of distrusting the promise and providence of God. That's tweet worthy right there. Worry is the sin of distrusting the promise and providence of God. He goes on to say, and yet it is a sin that Christians commit perhaps more frequently than any other. I think MacArthur is right. Worry over money, worry over all the things that money buys. These things are unreasonable. You're going to have fears, but there are better things to be scared of than your finances. Even if you go bankrupt, I mean, it could get worse, right? Life is so much more than the accumulation of things. And that's what Jesus is saying here. When he says, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? It's a rhetorical question. God gives us all we need. Our responsibility is to wisely and unselfishly steward, manage what God gives us. Remember what Philippians 4.19 says, that my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God promises to meet our needs. It's right there in Scripture. God's got this. He's going to take care of you. Now, worry is unreasonable, is your first point on your outline. Your second point is that it is unnatural. It is unnatural. That's in verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store or away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now, keep in mind, the birds still have work to do, but they don't worry about what they've got to do. No one works harder than birds, uh, yet birds don't say, I need to build a bigger nest, bigger nest for retirement. Only human beings do that, right? Everything else in creation is not worried, but we are. Psalm 24, 1 it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world who, and all who live in it. So it's funny that we would say here that worry is unnatural. Because in our flesh, in our sinfulness, in our human nature, worry is totally, typically, wholly, absolutely natural. Yet, for those of us who are followers of Christ... When we trust Jesus to save us from our sins, we commit our life to follow him, then worry becomes sin. Because we've been given something supernatural within us, the Holy Spirit. And we have God's word to guide us to know that Jesus will provide for us everything we need. 
If God cares so much for something as insignificant as birds, and how much more is he going to care for you and for me? So worry is unreasonable. Worry is unnatural. The third thing is that it is unhealthy. It is unhealthy. That's in verse 27. Verse 27 says, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Some translations have this thing about getting taller as well. That's not in the oldest manuscripts. So we'll just focus on the part that we know is in all the manuscripts. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? What's he talking about? He's talking about worry is not going to make you healthier. If anything, it's a rhetorical device again. And Jesus is saying worry is going to cause you to die sooner. Dr. Charles Mayo, you know, like Mayo Clinic, Dr. Charles Mayo, says worry affects the circulation, the heart, the glands, the whole nervous system. And Mayo goes on to say, I have never met a man or known of a man to die of overwork, but I have known a whole lot who died of worry. For most of us, this unhealthiness isn't a problem. I mean, we're pretty good at being unhealthy, right? We eat too much, we exercise too little. We worry too much, we pray too little. We social media too much, we read the Bible too little. The solution to the unhealthiness of worry, however, is contentment and trust. Contentment in our circumstances and trust in God who knows our circumstances. Contentment is found in God. It's His ownership, His control, His provision, His sovereignty over the entire universe, that we're content and we can trust him in that. First Chronicles 29, 11 says, yours, Lord God, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything. Everybody say for everything, for everything, right? Everything in heaven and everything. In earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted and head over all. This is who God is. And he's called us to himself and he's promised us he's going to provide for us all of our needs. Yet trusting God isn't always as easy as it seems, is it? Let's move on to our fourth reason why worry is sinful. That fourth reason is that it is unnecessary. It is unnecessary, and that's in verses 28 through 30. Look there in verse 28, and it says, Why do you worry about clothes? See the lilies in the field, how they grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. King Solomon, the richest, most well-known of all the kings of their people, is referenced herein. Fears and worries come from misunderstanding about God, about what he's promised you that he will do. He's assumed responsibility over your needs. Time out. Did you hear what I just said? God has assumed responsibility over your needs and my needs. He owns it all. He knows what you need, and he loves you more than you can know. And he says, I'm your heavenly father. You're my child. I'm going to take care of your needs. We say, you know, God, hey, man, I can worry with the best of them. I got like a Ph.D. in worry, God. And, you know, I'm not me unless I worry, right, God? But we always get into trouble when we doubt the love of God. Let me repeat that again. We always get into trouble when we doubt the love of God. 
God loves you, and because he loves you, he's going to provide for you and me everything we need. Go on there in verse 30. What's it say? It says, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Worry is essentially a failure to trust in God. Therefore, worry is a sin. And it's not a trivial sin. It strikes a blow at God's love. It strikes a blow at God's character. It strikes a blow at God's integrity. Worry declares that our Heavenly Father is untrustworthy. Worry declares that Scripture is heresy, that God's promises are lies. Therefore, in order to counter that, we need to be in Scripture every day. We need to be in prayer every day. We need to be in a relationship with God every day so that our natural, fleshly, sinful tendency to worry is subjugated by God's Spirit and the faith that He grows in us from His Word and a relationship with Him that's growing in trust in Him so that no matter our circumstances, with job or without, with good health or without, in great relationships or not, we can trust in God. Think about what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 through 19. When he prayed for the church in Ephesus, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That same power is his mighty strength. God gives us everything we need, and he wants us to have faith in that. He wants us to have faith in him, that our trust and our hope are in him him so we've seen four reasons so far worries unreasonable it's unnatural it's unhealthy it's unnecessary and the fifth one it's ungodly we've already stated clearly that worry is sinful but let's wrap that up uh, for sure in verses 31 and 32 he says so do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all these things that money can buy us all these things that would cause us worry pagans worry after that and god says by jesus here in the bible that worry is ungodly it's totally inconsistent with our faith in god it's unreasonable unnatural unnecessary unhealthy it's sinful Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your, oh, with thanksgiving, pardon me, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's some of us that need to memorize that passage of Scripture today because we're racked by worry fear and anxiety whether it's our health or whether it's our finances or anything else but God says to us that we're to present everything to him and trust him and he in exchange will give us peace to guard our hearts and guard our minds so if worry is bad if worry is sinful what do we have to do about it 
Well, we've applied other scriptures throughout our message today, but let's see what Jesus says right here in this passage of scripture as it goes on. In, in verse 33, Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom, and his righteousness, God's righteousness, and all these things, everything he's named that you need, will be given to you as well. So your blanks there on your outline is that the Bible says we must seek God first. The Bible says we must seek God first. Worry is about seeking worldly things, things that we need, yes. But God turns that upside down and says, you seek me and I'm going to take care of all the things that you need. The cause of contentment is seeking the things of God. The cause of trust is seeing God at work. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 and 3 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you are God's child. If you haven't trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you can do that today. All you need to do is admit to, admit to God that you're a sinner, believe that Jesus is God's Son, and confess Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. If you do that, let me know, Aaron at SouthviewBaptist.org. For all the rest of us who are believers in Jesus, we need to that reminder from Paul to set our minds on things above, not on earthly things, because our God will supply all of our needs. Your second point there towards the bottom comes from the end of verse 33, and that's, then everything we need will be provided. Everything we need will be provided. Jesus says that there in that last phrase in verse 33, and all these things will be given to you as well. Everybody say all means all. That's right. All means all. If I said all the people in this room right now were sitting down, I would be telling the truth because there's three of us in this room right now and we're all sitting down. I don't know about your house. There's probably some wise guy who stood up right now so he could say, I'm all sitting down. But we know that all means all. When it comes to worry about money specifically and all the things that it would buy, um, commentator Leon Morris says this. He says, trust in ourselves. We must not trust in God. Morris is a wise man. We must not trust in ourselves. We must not trust in money. We must not trust in another person. We should only trust in God, lest we sin. Not have it. As, as Morris continues, wealth can represent a danger to those who do not have it, as well as to those who do. Money and all its related worries can be a greater temptation to those who don't have it than those that do. Any of us can be tempted to do it because it's our attitude towards it and our fear of what it can buy or can't buy or what we have or don't have that leads to all these anxieties. COVID-19 has graphically and sadly illustrated this for us. And it's that sinfulness of sin and that brokenness of our world that reminds us why we need money to take care of our bills with people losing their job, with people losing their health, with people losing their lives. The anxiety we feel is real. The worry is real. And that's why we turn to God's word to see what he has to say about it. Jesus tells us, seek first God's kingdom 
and then everything we need will be added. Let's go on in our passage of Scripture. That final verse there, verse 34. Verse 34 says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Your third point there is that we shouldn't borrow trouble through worry. We shouldn't borrow trouble through worry. Making reasonable provisions is sensible. Worrying about your provisions is sinful. Let me say that again. Making reasonable provisions is sensible. Worrying about your provisions is sinful. So yes, God gives us what we need so that we might save for a rainy day, so that we might prepare for times of need, so that we might be able to give from what we have to help meet the needs of others. And some of you are already doing that through our benevolence fund or uh, giving in other ways. But here we are with Jesus telling us, every day will worry for itself. Don't borrow worry. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You will keep, speaking to God, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. I don't know about you. I need promises like that at a time like this. I'm so thankful for God's provision for my family, for God's provision for our church family. I know some of us have lost jobs, and we obviously have concerns there. Some of us have had fear, should, did we contract COVID, or could we still contract COVID? And we have fear there. And we're doing the things we need to do with our lives and in respect to others. So the situation we're in is very real, and the anxiety and the worry it can cause are very real. That's why... Again, we look at God's Word and how to handle it. You have two questions in conclusion today. And that first question is, what do I need to trust God more with? Right now, today, what do you need to trust God more with? I'm assuming you trust God uh, with lots of things in your life, but what is it that you're not trusting Him enough with? Or what is it that you say, okay, God, I'll trust you with this, then when things get worrisome, you go, oh, no, God, I'll take that back. I don't trust you to take care of that. In your life, how are you going to apply that? Then the second question, our final question on our outline today, is what must change so I can seek God first. Remember, Jesus told us these five different uns of worry and why it's sinful. But then he gave us a prescription. And that prescription in verse 33 was seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then everything you need will be added to you. So how are you going to do that? What's going to change for you? Romans 12 two tells us not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is what's natural, what's normal, what's sinful. That's worry. That's anxiety. That's fear over all these things that God says he's going to take care of for us. But Romans 12, 2 goes on, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You renew your mind by putting good and godly content in God's word. You renew your mind in prayer. You renew your mind in other spiritual disciplines. You renew your mind in worship. And it goes on and says, Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
God wants the best for us. That includes not to have any fear, anxiety, or worry over money or anything else. Though your situation may be real, God's love for you and provision for you is just as real. And it may be that we need to consider that God has us in the situations we're in in order that we might grow in faith in Him so that He can show His love for us. Let's pray together. God, our Father, we thank You for Your Word. And we thank You for the promises in it. Not only does Jesus tell us, don't worry, but he tells us how to overcome it, and that's by trusting in you. Then throughout the Bible and the many other scriptures we considered quickly today, that you remind us again and again to trust in you because you're sovereign and you love us and you know what we need and you will provide. So, Father, I pray that each and every person is encouraged today and that we would demonstrate our trust in you as we continue to seek to overcome all the anxieties of life brought on by COVID-19. We proclaim our faith in you, Jesus. We proclaim our love for you, God. It's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us again, church family and everybody else that's watching. We'd love to hear from you about what God is teaching you through this time. You're welcome to call the office at 402-423-5062 to tell us that or to ask any help you might need or any help needed by someone that you know. Of course, you can always email me, Aaron at SouthviewBaptist.org. We are going to get through this together, even though we are apart. Love you, church family. Thank you.